Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the unofficial Stranger Things podcast. We're back, baby. We just finished chapter five and we're here to talk about it. Hope you're ready to listen about it. Damn it. Take your seats. Take a number. Sit down. It's time. You're here at the Streaming Things Hotel. All right. You checked in. We got our coffee, guys. It's time to contemplate. You can check in anytime you like, but you can never leave. You can never, Steve. But you I, can I, never see. I, I gotta go home and take care of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first note to that solo. If you're just joining us for the very first time, I gotta say, third time, weird place to hop in. But we recommend you start at maybe episode one. You you missed some good analysis, mostly by me. I was killing it. Good he shit. Was. Andy and Steve were just here. I was, I'm going to be honest with you. I was half-assing it. <laughs> Are you going to full-ass it for this episode, Steve? Oh, I'm whole-ass full one ass. thing. I'm going whole-ass today. 2% whole-ass milk right here, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, man. We got some coffee. We got some Indian food. I took subpar notes because I had one handful of naan. Uh, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I've got I've got some uh, chicken vindaloo uh, all over my uh, my notes. I'm I a little embarrassed that. by what a monster I am when I eat. That's so. what you get for not getting the curry. But that's not why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna email the show if that's what we want to do. And if we do want to do that, we can type it into streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Hopefully you all take advantage of that email address. <laughs> we know of its existence. You, you should take advantage of it. Then what we're going to do next, checking that off the list, next item, we're going to subscribe to the Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash streaming things. If you got the Patreon app, no big deal. You just open that some bitch up, type the little magnifying glass looking icon, and then type in streaming things, search. It'll pull it right up if you got the app. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, extra content's available on the Patreon. We very, very much uh, appreciate that. We make a lot of good episodes and extra stuff. Our D&D Stranger Things trivia campaign, all that stuff is on there. But first, before we get into the Chapter 5 coverage, let's do uh, a wonderful little thing that Steve came up with. We got a Stranger Things-themed Mad Lib. We're going to fill in all the blanks that, re- that it's required of us. At the end of the episode, Steve will hop back in and read the story that we created. Today's installment of Stranger Things themed Mad Lib is The Upside Down. Oh my goodness. It's scary. I'm gonna need you to hit me with the verb. Andy, verb. Caress. Nice. Nothing can go wrong. Adjective. Ooh, uh, slowly. Exclamation. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's it. That is the one. Uh, I need a number. 69. Nice. Plural noun. Octopi. Number. 96. Part of the body. Elbow. Animal plural. Andy stole octopi, so give me a second. Snakes. I'm a slippery little snake. <laughs> Verb. Uh, let's go. Slither. Yeah. Adverb. We'll go with. Drunkenly? Yeah, sure. Drunkenly. Type of building. Uh, skyscraper. Plural noun. Mushrooms. Type of food. I should have said fungi. Indian food. Noun. Candle. 
Animal, plural. A lot B- of animals. Blue-footed boobies. It's a type of bird. Damn. Footed boobies. <laughs> Why are you giggling? We're just talking about a bird called a blue-footed Damn. booby. Be mature. We're adults here. <laughs> it's just steve-footed boobies. <laughs> Verb. Read. Country. Country. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. And lastly, a verb ending in S. Chafes. Tune in towards the end of this episode to find out what happens in the Upside Down. The Upside Down. That brings us to our main event, our coverage of Chapter 5, The Nina Project, which Netflix describes thusly. Owens takes L to Nevada, where she's forced to confront her past. While the Hawkins kids comb a crumbling house for clues. Alliteration. Has to say, it's good. Vecna claims another victim. Verily. Verily. <laughs> now, gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts on this episode, Andrew? Vindicated. I'm so happy, Doctor. Right, guys, I mean, the elephant in the room. Doc- the Wait, elephant is back. Here? Oh, God. The elephant is back. Dr. Brenner. <laughs> Remember the elephant? Yeah, reference to the elephant episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, so Andy predicted, uh, we all knew Dr. Brenner was coming back. We all predicted that, right? For years. You all laughed at us. <laughs> For years we have said this. Yeah, and ah. a clock is right twice a day if it's broken. That okay. Damn right. However, Andy specifically, and we discussed this, was thinking about, you know, hey, I think Dr. Brenner will be the perfect person to help Eleven get her powers back. And he said it would be a little gross, which I think the show is aware of. You know, and they're handling it that way, I think. Well, they just, uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. I have thoughts. I'm pretty pleased with it. But yeah, anyway, go on, Andy. Anyway, it was awesome to see Dr. Brenner back. It sucks because, like, he seems to have jumped right back into the Dr. Brenner that we knew from yesteryear as opposed to the recontextualized Brenner that we got at the beginning of the season. And I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little uh, shocked because I thought we were going to get some kind of like, uh, uh, some kind of fatherly uh, um, behavior from him, and we didn't. We got uh, the burner that we've known and hated, loved to hate uh, from the beginning. So I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. The episode overall was very good. Uh, it, it did not has not reached the highs of one and four as we were discussing prior to this recording. But I'm so hyped for what's coming next, Mr. Steve. I would agree with that. Uh, it was a very good episode. It, it wasn't quite as good as last episode. It's definitely setting up uh, for more stuff in the future. I kind of thought heading into this, we didn't see Eleven at all last episode. And I, so I thought this was going to be like the Lost Sister, where it's like all Eleven all the time. But that wasn't it. Thankfully so. I kind of preferred preferred it this way. Um, and it was kind of interesting from my perspective when the, the episode opened and you, know, you see Dr. Brenner. It was fun to watch the both of you react to it because there were two different things going on. There was Andy who's like, vindicated, yeah. And the first thing Chris did was sit up and like you, I could see Chris just become visibly worried. Like, oh no, they're going to do this thing with Dr. Brenner that's gross and I don't like it. But over time, I could see you easing into it. And uh, uh, But it was a good episode overall. I, I'm excited to see where things go. It was nice. Nice to see 
uh, Lucas and Max starting to be friends again, and we're we're furthering the 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 uh, the mystery that is Vecna, and seeing what they're up to, and there's some shenanigans with flashlights and all that fun '80s tropey type type stuff that we love from Stranger Things. Uh, Chris, what did you think? I think I'm right there with you guys for the most part. Um, this is another transitional episode. I have a worried pit in my gut that six is going to be just the final setting up of the pieces uh, for now. And then seven's going to knock it out of the park. But I'm just really eager to get some juice, some more juice. I'm addicted. I, I just got juice. You know, four was amazing. I'm like, give me more juice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm addicted <laughs> to the juice. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, this is this solid episode. None of these episodes are bad. Oh, no. By, a, you know, by a long shot. But it's just some of them. The, the highs are so high. That any kind of valley is like a wah, wah. well these uh episodes are made in a binge model and so they can get away with a here's a whole episode of just setting stuff up because that next episode is going to start in five seconds and you, normally in in a normal world we would just let that five seconds run and it would play but not us no we have to stop we have to talk yeah, yeah we not us we would have finished this whole series probably twice by now if we didn't have to record this <laughs> podcast together. Yeah, people don't understand. They hit me up all the time. Hey, man, what's your thoughts on the episode seven? There's no way you're not done. And I'm like, you don't understand. It takes a couple of hours to do each podcast episode. Yeah. And then we have to stop because Steve has to edit them. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, got to give the poor man a break. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of us can't hold it. And we just watch it on our own. Not which is terrible. Not which is terrible. Figures. But let's go into the recap. We can go pretty quickly. That way we can get back and watch chapter six. That's the idea. That's the idea. But the the, the show opens, the episode opens with uh, Paunch, as we know him, the, the government agent, the G-man that works for Owens, bleeding in the van. They're all trying to, to stop the blood. I thought maybe they would be able to save him. It didn't look like that. I'm not a doctor, right? But it didn't look like that gunshot wound was that bad. On his upper dorsimus ventricle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vein shaft. It looked to me like uh, you knew it would have been awesome. If they'd called back to episode two, Jonathan looked him right in the eye in one of his last breaths and then said, tell me where it hurts. (laughs) I got some EMT training from a guy here locally. I just need you to tell me where it hurts. They actually went to the hospital and dropped him off and it was that EMT. Where does it hurt? Nothing's wrong with him that I can see. But they, they want to take him to a hospital. Uh, Argyle's obviously freaking out. He's not used to this kind of shit. And the guy's like, no, no hospital. No, take my pen. My, 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 my pen. Uh, and he says Nina, which we find out very quickly means the Nina Project. The little, uh, you know, float chamber that they well, built we, for Ella. We had Ella last season or last episode. So naturally, if we're going to have Ella Fitzgerald, we got to have Nina Simone. So That's true. It, it worked out. <laughs> Balance things. Yeah. Anyway. No right. thoughts on Nina? No. no thoughts on the pen guy, the bloody guy? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, you, you have to understand, Chris and Andy were talking to each other and then just stopped right there and both of them turned to me. And I'm just like, I, 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 nothing Steve, to add there. Steve was like, you guys are nailing this. Don't worry. Keep going. Uh, we cut back to uh, the, the buyer's house. And I got confused because uh, it's partial Hopper house, too, because her name's Jane Hopper. And that's cute. Uh, come back to the buyer's house. The evil G-men have shown up and they're uh, they're giving it to him the hard way. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it the hard way. They're, they're overturning every nook and cranny of that house. They're making it real dirty in there. They're making they're, they're just making Joyce and the buyer's family. have. They're going to have a really bad time. Cleaning like you all that sons up. of bitches are going to be so pissed when you get home. Unpairing all the socks. Now you got to sort back through and put them together, roll them up again. Taking all the furniture out and replacing it with slight 
slightly smaller furniture. Make it mm-hmm. feel like you're growing. <laughs> Just they're, driving them nuts. They're going to set the, uh, the the temperature to slightly off the way you don't want it to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real uncomfy when they get back in oh, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what's but the one agent's still alive. We thought he was killed. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know where the girl is. Tell us. And he's like, oh. We can assume that he does tell, probably doesn't survive still. It's a lie. Yeah, he's not as cool um, as the other agent. That's for sure. I'd bet my money, if I had any, that the, the evil G-men are going to storm uh, Eleven's bunker in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Or at least by the end of this uh, season. Because the guy, it looks like a snitch to me. I'm just saying. He was, uh, it wasn't even that bad. Again, the gunshot, not that bad. But he's still laying there like a lazy ass. Uh, meanwhile, Paunch is in there doing cool shit. Bang, bang, bang. I've got a gun. No, 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 I'm reloading it. That's what he said too. It's like I just wanted to watch the Master Series. I wanted <laughs> yeah, to watch golf, right. and then these That's guys like came the in. worst thing to watch too. It's like even worse than baseball to watch. It's like Jesus Christ, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? I can't believe all these people showed up, and what? none of them are making a sound because it's boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? I, I can't believe people showed up either. <laughs> I want to go to a golf match so bad just so I can be the guy in the back going, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> real, r- real talk. Who are these people who go to golf tournaments and watch? How is that at all entertaining? Hey, man, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. I will yuck this yum. <laughs> I'm yucking this yum. I'm going to yuck the brains you out of this yum. You guys know what's yummy? Heath bars? Yeah. You're going to yuck that yum? No. No? Nothing? No. All right, cool. Yeah. We wouldn't do that. Andy, who let this old man into your house? Can we <laughs> escort him out, please? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> one day I, he got me a really good present it was the batman cowl that was for sale for the batman movie release with the, the with the popcorn in it right but he had thrown his back out and so when i showed up to get it he like had a cane and he's like hey man and, and, and now he likes heath bars i'm putting it all together i have a, i hurt my back in my youth i used to play football i also dove in a pool and hit my head you also I, yeah I broke a vertebrae series of back injuries in my lifetime and so yes once in a while my back goes out and, and i laugh at it this whole time everyone thought that we were all three like relatively the same age but really it's just chris and i in our early 30s hanging out with this octogenarian <laughs> we're like we're, i really like the ted guy we're the marty mcfly to his doc brown <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one though doc brown's a dope one we're just we kid we kid this I'm, is heavy <laughs> <my back>. so, <laughs> then it cuts to the bunker that uh, owens is bringing 11 to she's been napping in the car there's a beautiful wide shot and just like a tiny door in a shack and we, we we know there's no it's not just a shack there's going to be an underground lair and he explains this is where the back in the day they kept icbms which are intercontinental uh ballistic missile silos and there's no missile in there anymore though we got something more powerful than a bomb it's you 11 that's what he says you to bomb. And then he gives her nucks and they keep walking. It's <laughs> they, really they, weird. They blow it up. She said, <laughs> dope fam. And that's where we get the Dr. Brenner reveal. <laughs> that's where we get the Dr. <laughs> Brenner reveal. And he comes out and, and Steve, what did he say? I forget. Hello, 11. <laughs> Welcome to my crib. <laughs> <laughs> I moved since the last time. It's good to see you. Have you murdered any children lately? I mean, that's a, kind of a deal breaker for me. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's great to be on MTV Cribs. <laughs> yeah. That's where I keep all my children. Check out this hot fire lazy boy sitting in complete uh, crossword puzzles in. And he had like the tiniest scar on his face from having fought the Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He's like, it scratched me, Eleven. 
It was like how you guys- I had a terrible wound. <laughs> a terrible wound. <laughs> it was like you guys said a couple episodes ago, the, the little like uh, flower mouths of the Demogorgons and the Demodogs. It just, they can't it do just much looks damage. Like little rags going on people's feet. Yeah. yeah. Owie. Owie 11. Like Dr. Brenner. It jumps boo-boo. on Dr. Brenner and he's like, this is mildly uncomfortable. Please, <laughs> but, no. But Andy's right. I didn't like that whole scene at first. And I, I like the whole way they set it up. You know, it was- uh, really shocking like that was a powerful moment this is a man who tormented her right he's done horrible things now we now know a little bit more about him he did at least have feelings for these children in some capacity he was a kind ish gentleman at some point at least more than we knew he was even capable of Mm -hmm. i the way i read his character now is that he's a mad genius right he's not completely without morals he's just kind of sees the world in a way that allows him to do terrible things he's right a, the uh, ends justify the means greater good kind of guy right ends justifying means kind of guy exactly he didn't have to tattoo them though and yeah, no, that kind of is weird because even <laughs> when he cared he's like this looks dope don't worry no you don't get a name <laughs> <laughs> right i have to completely de i don't know what the word is dehumanize dehumanize uh, but then there's this weird, like, not just that, like, that's like, I'm cocking my head sideways, like, oh, no. Um, but then Eleven runs, right? And, and this, it's it's tiny thing, but it bothered the shit out of me in a show that's otherwise so smart. Eleven runs. She's like, <laughs> she's running, right? And now she's not going to get anywhere because they're like 400 feet underground. That's dumb anyway, but I get it. Emotional reaction. Some asshole. Some fucking douche. Maybe he's this first day on the job. He doesn't have benefits yet. Pulls the alarm. Because it, why the klaxon? That's what the uh, why subtitles called it. Like, yeah, yeah. I have to imagine Doctor Brenner was like, "God damn it, Phil! (laughs) (laughs) She's right there, and she can't do anything." Uh, Is this really necessary to be a code red right now? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's such a tiny nit to pick. She doesn't have power. She's a child. Are we pulling the alarms right now? Uh, so that just little shit like that. I was like, I don't, I don't like this. And then it made me feel bad about Dr. Owens. Like you. Yeah. He, he, he was such a nice guy and then brings her there. He's like, you want to help, right? You want to help. Yeah. Ha, surprise. Here he is. And then he just like fucks off while dude starts torturing her and again. L- l- we can when, just when talk this, about this now because this is the linchpin of this episode. But when, th- when this happened, I immediately turned to Chris and said, did we get bamboozled? Has this, has Dr. Owens been the bad government the whole time? And the, the other government faction is definitely worse at least the way they're painting it because they're machine gunning at children right i do think that um it's a gray this is game of thrones-esque right like dr brenner is not now good or anything like that or bad again he just he's a very gray person who does mostly bad things right Mm -hmm. um and so i don't think there's any real change there we've just been given more information about his character and what i loved about this what saved all of this madness for me was the very end where Eleven was sort of re-given a choice. Not really, but it was visually framed that way with the open elevator, and she's now decided to go. I wish she hadn't called him Papa, because that seems like a regression. Daughter? It doesn't seem like growth. It seems like a regression to her, like, uh, what's the the technical term? Stockholm Syndrome. You know what I mean? So that's gross. I wish she'd have been like Dr. Brenner. Hawkins Syndrome. I wish she'd called him Dr. Brenner. Um, that would have made it like a hundred thousand times better. Um, but she, anyway, so that, that kind of fixed it a little bit. Um, so then we cut to Hopper getting beat up. He's recaptured. And the guy's like, I told you not run now pain. Mm-hmm. 
Now you thought it sucked before. It sucks harder now. <laughs> it sucks so hard. You, we give you nice soup made by, by my babushka cook it. And bread. And bread, tiny piece of bread. Now you get no bread. No, niet. Niet bread. Niet bread. Sorry to our Russian listeners, if, if, if there are any. We've, I, I don't know what to do with you, America. We beat the shit out of you. How are we going to torture you more? I guess we feed you to monster. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? You know what would be greater torture? Putting you in cellmate with your, uh, Yak and Hagar. <laughs> yeah. Yak and Enzo or whatever his real Russian yeah, he name go, is. Yeah, he goes in there. Enzo's in there. His they real said, name is Antonov. Okay, Antonov. Yeah. That's what it, I couldn't remember what it Antonov. was. Antonov. It's like Antony, but he's uh, Russian. Mm-hmm. You know? That's like how you would be Chris... Tenov. Tenov. And he would be... <laughs> and Tenov. <laughs> Steve Tenov. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I am Steve Tenov. Very nice guy. With my wife. I always get Borat. <laughs> I keep trying. <laughs> I think I do a decent Russian until it just gradually becomes Borat. <laughs> when we were at New York a couple weeks ago, my boss and I kept doing, for whatever reason, we were doing Borat accents. We were going, whoa, 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 and all that shit. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the person we were there with were like, are you doing a Borat impression? We're like, what the fuck is Borat? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much worse. Borat. Sounds like a wrestler, like a really low tier one. I'm Borat. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a face through the Sunday in a cage, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I want the title on Bo Rat's Waist. Because he talks in the third person Except as well. it's going to be at a high school gymnasium. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's actually dressed up like a Greco-Roman wrestler. Yeah. I got the things that protect my ears. <laughs> and we're going to grapple. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I love when we do shit like that and Chris has no idea how to handle it. I don't know how to tra- segue. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Yuri, uh, and his mommy's going to be proud of him. We get that whole exchange between Yuri and Joyce and Murray. Yuri and Murray and Yuri and Murray. Um, where you know Murray tries to take a little shot. I'll admit your mommy's going to be real proud of you because he's bragging about how much he sells the peanut butter before back, back in Russia. Mm-hmm. And then Yuri's like, my mother's dipped. Tired of being poor. Got him. <laughs> Got him. She is going to be proud of me because I'm making so much goddamn money selling you people. Uh, so that's the plan. We find out he has a daughter too, because he's like, I buy my mother anything. I buy my my daughter a daughter horse. Daughter gets a pony. No, not a, not a horse. Oh, sorry, I, pony. I didn't know you were such a. What's the uh, oh, stickler? No, the what's the name for people who are super into horses? Of, uh, weirdos. Equestrians. Equestrians. Yes. 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 Yeah. Weird, I said weirdos. <laughs> I said equestrinarian. Equestrinarian school. <laughs> added a couple of syllables there. Uh, we cut back to um, Eddie. Finally. God, I missed Eddie Munson. We find out Reefer Rick's in jail. We might have already have been supposed to know that. I'm not sure. But Reefer Rick's in jail. That's why he's able to crash out there. I love how we find out that he's in jail. It's the two. There's two gentlemen on the boat fishing. They're like, I guess Reefer Rick's back from prison. Oh, the justice system's a joke. I know. I love how the part of the plot of this episode hinges on the fact that those two fishermen are uh, gossipers <laughs> yeah. and it got all the way around to one of Jason's crew that quickly. Yeah. Uh, hey man, I was out fishing earlier. saw reef and Rick's back reef and Rick's back home anyway. Uh, and he's, re- Eddie's real hungry and we cut back to the wheeler's house and we finally get to see baby Holly. Hell yes. M- Max is drawing fucking Ted's being fucking Ted. All these little kids in my house eating my snacks. Wish Why are they always here? We should go to some other house and eat their snacks. 
And Karen's meanwhile, Karen's her best. just looking beautiful as hell, walking around, cooking things, saying, I'm happy everybody's here. Yeah, she's being a good mom. She's looking at Nancy like, I'm so glad that you all still hang out and you're looking after each other. That's, a, that's what a parent is supposed to do, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get one of the funniest lines of the episode. Uh, Dustin trying to decipher Max's drawings. And she's not the artist that will. And he just says, God, we need will. God, we need will. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good line. There's so much gold in this scene. I mean, not only we get baby Holly, Dustin accidentally scares her by letting her know about Freddy Krueger. Uh, Nancy's like, don't, don't, I love Nancy's reaction. Like, just don't tell her that. She's, she's baby Holly. And then I always love this for, for some reason, Dustin of all the characters, the only one that does not put up with Ted's bullshit. Uh, Cause if you remember in season two, there's that scene where he, where Dustin tells Ted, like you really are the worst. You know that you're useless. Oh yeah. Cause he's standing at the door, right? Yeah. He's, he's trying he's to find out where everybody Mike is. Nancy, yeah. And then in this one, he literally just as a, he, he leans over Ted quite rudely just to make a point like, Oh, excuse me. going to need some more of this food. <laughs> Cause <laughs> Ted, I think Ted like sarcastic, sarcastically is like, no, please. Eat us out of house and home. Yeah. It's like, thanks. I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sticking it to Ted for sure. Uh, and maybe Dustin will be the one that ends up with Karen in like 20 years. You know, that'll really stick it to Ted. Mm. Andy said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that the drawing, all the pieces that Max has been coloring is uh, if you Nancy puts them all together, because we wouldn't have a Stranger Things season without some sort of like artistic puzzle of some sort and it turns out it's victor creel's house rendered actually pretty well by max in pieces so yeah, ha, bad. take that dustin pretty good i even drew a stained glass window um she's picasso it you know she like de deconstructed it yeah we cut back to 11 turns out we find out pretty quickly that she's in like one of those flotation tanks but it looks like she's back in the hawkins lab which I never noticed before that the floor is tiled identical to the walls and ceiling, which gives it a very eerie look. That's a strange thing to do. Mm -hmm. Don't ever do that in your home because it looks weird. It's, it's off putting. You're going to make your guests very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very geometric and strange. Uh, she's got her head shaved again. I don't I was really surprised about that unless it's a really, really good wig. It's hard to do a shaved head wig, but because I had her, I had read that. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown refused to have her head shaved again. It was like a huge thing the first time when she was a little girl. They showed her pictures of Furiosa from Fury Road, and like she was small enough to like, oh, don't that doesn't that look cool? And yeah. then she's like, yeah, for sure. And but as she grew up, she's like, I'm never fucking doing that ever again. And so I was surprised to see this, and maybe they got around it. There's a they do a lot crazier thing. There's no demogorgons either, so I'm sure they figured it out if it's not real. But <laughs> mm -hmm. just thought I would, you know. But she's stuck in a loop, some kind of horrible memory of her early days uh, in the Hawkins laboratory. And she slowly figures out that it's not not really. She actually eventually is able to talk to Dr. Brenner uh, mm -hmm. through the, the tank. Um, so he's got her. And this is his exercise somehow is to sadistically make her relive these traumatic memories. And that's his plan to get her to activate her powers again. It's weird. It, it almost seems like there's some sort of parallel between what Dr. Brenner's doing and what Vecna's doing, where he's forcing people to confront some past trauma that they might feel guilt over. Maybe Eleven just has, because he made an illusion before, uh, what's the, 
what's the song the the opera they start playing Nina. for her and how it's about a woman who suppressed a memory and she doesn't even realize it's happening maybe he understands like maybe 11 doesn't fully oh wait she does know that what she did with the kids right like it wasn't there a flashback they, they had little flashes of the horror but no like full-on i think so maybe that is maybe, this is supposed maybe to be he is up to good things as, as sick as it sounds at first maybe he's gonna have her like confront and get over that and that's the block that you know is keeping her from being able to use her abilities and that actually be a positive thing for her yeah yeah because at first because uh her little uh vision quest loop that's happening it starts off with um some orderly or somebody like oh look who's up sleepyhead yeah thanks for joining us we're about to have the fun at 10 a.m and she always comes across that guy for a second i thought oh is this dude gonna be the catalyst for what set her off that day i think that dude was from twilight just clicked i'm pretty sure he's one of those like italian people that hangs out with martin sheen the volturi yeah (laughs) one of those italian people that hangs out with martin sheen is a way better description though (laughs) we were trying to figure out who the actor is that plays the orderly because he kind of looks like nicholas holt but he's definitely not um but anyway yeah i still think that might be the case steve that maybe he um was a little more mean or something like that but it it looks like she was being bullied we find out later i'm gonna skip ahead Mm -hmm, um right let me just let me know when i get to the end if i forgot any scenes but it looks like she was, you know, she was being bullied just like she is in the L.A. school. And uh, that's yeah, it was sad. Number two was like, I don't know why he's even trying with this girl. She's yeah, it's like, shut weird. the fuck up. Number two. Your name is shit. Your name is literally number two. OK, <laughs> who does number two work for? Hey, tell that shit. Who's boss, man? Um that's an Austin Powers reference for our listeners. And that was an interesting scene because he's trying to get the kids to, I guess, with her mind, make the electrical bulbs light up and I guess do it in a circle. At least that was what the kid before her was doing. Yeah. We don't too. know if that's the goal or if he, what if it's not? And they were just like, good job too. Cool. Fucking we idiot, we really wanted you to turn all the lights on at once, but whatever. Uh, and, but then there's that scene where she's having trouble doing it. And Brenner like leans over and he's like, they're all laughing at you. <laughs> it's, it's Carrie. I'm telling you, they, they're all going to laugh at you. They think you suck. Uh, and frankly, I'm getting there as well. <laughs> Have uh, you ever been able to use a magic eight ball with your mind? Mm-hmm. Ten can, can't you? Ten. <laughs> Signs <laughs> point to yes. That was you shaking the eight ball, right? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't uh, okay. Me okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> then we cut to the gang is burying uh, the the agent, and we'll call him Paunch. Uh, they're burying him in the junkyard where they were playing golf earlier. And Argyle is not coping well with his new life of being able to see dead bodies and dealing with supernatural things. It looks like he makes a comment about a superhero. So it seems like they've caught another person up to speed. Uh, yeah, because he, he, he says you're your super powered girlfriend. And there's a right. He says the upside down at one point. So, so yeah, they obviously have keyed him in. On hey, the, man, the cliff sit notes. down. We got three seasons of shit to tell you about. Yeah. Well, three and a half at this point. This is heavy, man. <laughs> and he's the Cheech and Chong reference of the show. Right. Um, but he's not handling it well. They find the the phone number that they've been told about where they can contact where Eleven is or contact Dr. Owens inside the pen. Because it turns out Argyle's trying to make a, uh, a gravestone for the for the body they just hid out of cardboard. No, nah, man, it's not. I'm not going to say anything. It's just like here lies the government guy who was the hero of Jonathan Argyle, Will. And <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says something like uh, they're 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 popular enough names. They can't track us. Yeah, it's not like we're the only one with these names, man. Nobody's nobody else is named Argyle for one. Right. Yeah. Unless you're a gargoyle, no one else is named Argyle. The only time I've ever heard that word is in a pair of socks. Uh, 
And then we cut back to Hopper in Russia with Enzo and he's uh, in complete despair. He no longer has the will to live. Not only doesn't want to save Joyce, but doesn't think that he could. It's just worse somehow if I just stay or it's better somehow if I just stay in here. And we find out a lot more about his backstory, that the reason mm-hmm. his daughter got leukemia was because he was in Vietnam uh, and was around Agent Orange a lot. And so there's he's had genetic mutations and he says, I'm not cursed. I am the curse. So that's pretty sad to see Hopper so sad. Yeah. I, for one, think. And it's weird. We, we had forgotten this. I, I think I can confidently, I think, I think I can confidently say that all of us had forgotten that the Russians had a Demogorgon. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Too. What the fuck? What's that? Any theories? What's going on? It's, I mean, a, it's a Demogorgon. Well, the guy <laughs> said that we got from America, but it's like, how? Okay. I guess they would have swooped it from the uh, Demogussy that they made underneath. Oh, the they swooped it from the Demogussy. Yeah, they swooped it when they swooped up. How'd they catch a Demogorgon? You know, they're Russians. That's how. Yeah. Vodka. That's how we caught it. Vodka <laughs> in a net. <laughs> we take it to Kombucha. <laughs> lock it, lock it up. You're in prison now, Demogorgon. Tell us where the, what are Americans doing, you gross-looking American. Your flower bites do nothing to me. <laughs> In Mother Russia, flower bites you. My, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Russian guy biting a Democrat. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to uh, my notes that are illegible. Examine Munson's place. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's where the, um, is that where Jason and the gang? No, yeah. that's, that's where the, um, the agents go to the uncle's, uh, yeah. Oh, RV. that trailer. Right. They're, Sam and Munson's they're, place. They're, they're scanning with their little scanner. Yeah, so gun. they're, the, there's some sort of like Demogussy gate like thing on the ceiling of the trailer now, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that appeared, uh, when Chrissy was, killed. that's where Chrissy had hit it. Right. So. That's about the time when our Indian food showed up. So the notes might become sparse from here. I, if they get worse than that, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in trouble. Uh, Chrissy's funeral is the next scene. Jason and the gang are there whispering about their re- revenge plot at Chrissy's funeral. Patrick uh, starts seeing the clock. Is his name Patrick? Yes. Yeah, Patrick. Yeah. So Patrick, yeah, he's the next victim. He starts having his vision, seeing the clock and whatnot again. Uh, and then we cut to the, the Scooby-Doo gang breaking into Victor Creel's house um, with Actually, they didn't have to break in. Robin had a key. Yeah. So that's good. Which was a brick that she threw through the stained glass window. That is a priceless artifact yeah. of history. Damn it. When she did that, and my first thought was just, oh, no, the craftsmanship. What we, oh, my on. wife was probably so upset watching that by herself at home because she loves stained glass so much. We have a stained glass window, and she adores it. Um, very upsetting. Very upsetting. But it did have lead in it. I understand. And then we cut to <laughs> one of the best scenes of this episode. Uh, Murray practicing his karate Versus Yuri. Murray versus Yuri. Oh, shit. How, how did you guys take the scene? I didn't know. You weren't laughing as much as I thought you might. Did you enjoy it? Was it okay? Was it too much? I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was awesome. I especially like the lead up to it where he's talk convinces himself that he can take that yeah. guy. Because he did manage to beat Jeremiah that one time. 16, he's almost 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns uh, out he's actually a pretty decent fighter, though. Yeah, yeah. He threw down. That, that was pretty awesome. I didn't know where they were going to go with that. When he first squared up, I thought it, the comedy would be that he's terrible, right? Or the Russian just shoots him in the leg. <laughs> or like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he ended up kicking his ass. Unfortunately... 
too well. <laughs> That's the comedy too. Yeah. He did it too well. He's like, ha ha. And Joyce is like, what the fuck? <laughs> we can't fly the plane. I, what I hated though, because Murray's really, really smart, like really, really smart. I would, I would wager that he knows how to fly a plane for one, but even that, okay. Barring that he doesn't, I would wager he wouldn't just start flipping switches and a already currently flying plane. You know what I mean? Like he's smart enough to just take Dude, the yoke and do some stuff. He's still riding off that adrenaline. Yeah. He just ah, want to fight. Yeah. Ah, he panicked and started flipping every switch. <laughs> yeah. I would do that. Hell. <laughs> My fingers are arrows. My arms are iron. iron. My, My feet are spears. spears. Kia. <laughs> I love how he did the Kia. Gotta do Kia or it doesn't work. Dude, like it's the uh, source la- of their power. Last episode, I mentioned I wanted to spin off with Murray and Yuri, and this is about as close as a thing I could ever ask for. Murray and Yuri fight the the they rumble in the jungle. To the finale. <laughs> the rumble right. in the jungle. This is this was the fight we the were waiting row for. In the snow. Ooh, there is you it go. a row? Is it pronounced row? Andy, you would know. You, you watch is, a lot of it, Harry Potter. It is a row. The row and the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoozle. <laughs> we cut back to L training is what I put, but it's really just her wandering in a hellish mind prison. Thanks, Dr. Brenner. Way to help. Uh, and we talk about Nina, the opera. That's where that's explained by Dr. Brenner. I do like we keep cutting back to Dr. Brenner and Dr. Owens, who seem to have very conflicting personalities. Owens is still trying to play nice guy. Oh, get her out. I do she, care about she, her. She's in physical danger. We got to stop this. And Brenner's like, uh, quit being a bitch. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's if she dies, he literally said she dies. I've done done way worse things <laughs> she's look at listen her. Buddy, look at her now but you came here to me you know what i do like <laughs> right. you can take all that hippy dippy bullshit out there we're gonna torture some kids here <laughs> plus he already, he already took credit for it there he was like you know what i've been working on this and i'm pretty sure that we can get your powers back yeah all, what like, i've been working on is i found brenner <laughs> yeah. i healed his cheek he had a terrible wound <laughs> it was such a terrible wound it's such a little owie that was my favorite cheek <laughs> <laughs> that's not true and then dr owens has got his favorite cheeks and then <laughs> spread him. <laughs> spread. Who said spread him, Steve? Spread him. <laughs> Why? Why'd you take it that extra I step? I want to conduct some experiments. <laughs> I found the gate. I want to while experiment. 11, while Eleven goes on a vision quest, how about we go on a sexual adventure? <laughs> been a long time for old dr b um <laughs> so then we cut back to uh jonathan and the gang with argyle and they find out they call the number that's on the pen and it's like a fax machine and they realize it's a computer and they they jump to the conclusion that they need Susie, a hack the only hacker they know in salt lake city the mormon Susie, can you hear me <laughs> yeah that's what they say i was very excited i did not expect them to bring Susie back in this way like in the the first episode it's like oh is that all we're gonna get of Susie? oh that's kind of a bummer oh well what jaybird mike and will are gonna go there how are they gonna contact her i'm gonna drive there i'm she's out and going door to door so it won't be hard to find her (laughs) so they're gonna do you think they're gonna drive that's what they said. We're going to drive up there. Wow. How many, how far is you to Salt Lake City think, from California? I think Mike said like, we will be there by tomorrow night is what he said. Wow. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I must've been taking notes while eating Indian food. That's going to be cool to see her in person in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And we cut back to Eddie, uh, Jason and the gang have found him, uh, but a real long shot on Patrick's part. That was a little, it was the first piece of pretty bad writing, but they had to get there somehow. 
It was like, oh, we're going to go door to door and find this motherfucker. And then make sure you go to a Reefer Rick's place. I heard from a fisherman that he's back. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's, it's oh, probably nothing. It's probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then that made it worse. Yeah, probably yeah. nothing. Actually, let's not go there. Uh, and yeah. So that'd be great if Jason was like, no, that sounds fucking stupid. What are you talking? What are you bringing that up for, idiot? We're going door to door. Jesus Christ, Patrick. <laughs> Everyone knows Reefer Rick's in prison, idiot. Reefer Madness. Everyone knows Reefer Rick, that character we all know and love. Yeah. Who we've seen so often. <laughs> Why does everyone know this super secret drug dealer guy? Everyone in Hawkins, Indiana <laughs> Except knows Reefer for the Rick. main characters who had to find out yeah. from very hard work about him. He was like off the grid to that gang only. And everyone else is like, oh, yeah, no, he's across the street from my uncle. <laughs> Everybody else is super drugged out. I'm throwing money down on the table right now. I guarantee not, actually. by the end of the season, there's going to be a scene where Ted fucking Wheeler's like, you guys been to Reefer Rick's? <laughs> <laughs> love that dude great patriot <laughs> uh, back at the victor creel house nancy uh we get broken up into duos little pairs it's nancy and steve again they get a little flirtation with the spider web well actually it was nancy and robin broke off together at first which i thought was really exciting because nancy's like come on robin let's go like, yeah they're, they're becoming friends how did steve end up with her uh well he and dustin went into a room steve seemed to find like jars of uh, like it looked like those bugs and then one of the spiders was crawling on him and he got scared and he went back out in the hallway trying to brush the spider off his coat and that's when he bumped into Nancy. Oh, he bumped into her. Okay. And Nancy's like, oh, you got a thing in your hair and then they started talking. And then uh, Max and Lucas have a great conversation and, you know, that's what Steve was alluding to at the beginning of this episode talking about uh, when they were playing the piano and laughing and talking again. So Max at this point is just wandering around playing the headphones as often as possible. It hadn't occurred to me that she wasn't out of the water. I thought she, you know, she beat it. Now she's back in the crew and he's going to move on to somebody else is the way I took it. Mm -hmm. I did, it's kind of tough and clunky that they have to like have her listen to this song for the rest of this fucking season. Well, yeah. it might be one of those things where they don't know she's out of the water. So, you know, it's one of those better safe than sorry. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's just, I didn't, I didn't consider that, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just like, shit. I did mm -hmm. like her one line where she's like, I hope this doesn't, I don't get sick of my favorite song. Because yeah. I have to keep listening to it forever. And, and then perturity. it won't save me anymore. Um, and we, there, we get more 11 training. That's when we find out she was bullied. And we talked about all that earlier. <clears throat> then she has a seizure. And Dr. Brenner does eventually elect to bring her out. Uh, and uh, what's the, what's it called? We do the clear. We do that thing. Defibrillator. Yeah, they use defibrillators on her. Uh, and then she runs again after hitting with a stapler or something. The, the defibrillator. She, oh, hit, she, she hit, hit it with, with one the of the paddles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paddle this bitch. And then she yeah. ran. It was a weird line for her. <laughs> I dump your ass. And then she runs again. Pizza time. Again, not very far. And those three out of shape security guards who had to run 17 feet were like, oh, giving us a workout, huh? <sighs> I just us workout, huh? I, I walk from right there. <laughs> no, it was fucking far. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me a minute. Hold on. <sighs> <laughs> give, give the bell. Give me, give my, give my baton out. I'm gonna beat this kid up. Yeah, I know, dude. Why are they so rough? And then she gets her powers back for a second, and I was like, yes, that's what yeah. I did audibly, because mm -hmm. uh, they're all three over top of her for some reason. <laughs> they're dead now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably, maybe. at least one. Definitely have terrible wounds. Well, they're out of shape. They're clearly unhealthy. That's true. They weren't yeah. going to take that well. <laughs> um, and then that's when she agrees to get more training. Because well, she tries to use her powers on Brenner. She does. And it doesn't work. And he's like, <laughs> you thought it would be that easy? I told you. I have to do stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what. 
You can go up that elevator and live a normal life as a normie. In the desert. Come with me and I can torture you some more. I mean, it's a win-win. You could find a desert lizard to feed on. It's actually not much of a choice. You I have no idea where you are. Squirrels. You're a kid. And uh, it's you just. Go walk in the desert for yeah, a couple can, hours and You die. can wander Death Valley in this weird outfit I've given you. I'm glad you made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and then the, the main Scooby-Doo gang at this point, they follow the Vecna lights because it's like the upside down rules. The lights flicker if you're walking in the same area as the right side up folks. Andy called it. The attic is where he floats with his matrix tubes and sucks souls out of their eyeballs, which sounds a lot cooler than it is, turns out. And then Patrick dies, he floats right out of the water. Now, do you think... Here's the main question. Well, they're, they're chasing Eddie. Yeah, they're swim we, chasing Eddie, as yeah. I wrote. Swim chase. Swim, uh, swim because chase. they're athletes, so he can't row fast enough to get away from those goddamn strong swimmers. Swimming was a big theme throughout this. They kept bringing the swim metaphor back. Like, uh, Dr. Owen's like, she's going to drown. Brenner's like, she's, she's going to swim. swim. Going and to then, swim. then we get Jason Jason Patrick actually swimming and then uh, paddling uh, Eddie. And When we're done with you, you'll be the synchronized swimming. <laughs> You'll be doing a breaststroke. <laughs> Ew. No longer will you be doing doggy. You Butterfly. Will be doing breaststroke. Butterfly. <laughs> so here's my question. Do you think uh, Jason is going to realize now that Eddie is not the culprit? Or do you think he's going to accuse Eddie of doing some wizardry and killing Patrick right in front of his eyes? I think that he's going to realize that it wasn't him. And they're going to work, work together? Maybe, yeah. I mean, because... They'd be a hell of a point, duo. Eddie's such an awesome character that, like, they had to nerf immediately and has just hide out in this little cabin in the woods. Right. And I, I want to see him have a bigger role. And so maybe I it's just too. a hope. That I know. I definitely hope that he becomes a mainstay in this season, for sure. We only got... What is it? Four episodes left. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Let's move on real quick to our three favorite moments, a.k.a. the chocolate puddings. Andy, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is um, I wrote down Murray's Ninja Surprise that uh, he, <laughs> he, he talks himself into uh, being able to fight Yuri and then succeeds. And the fight sequence was fun and silly and everything that I would have hoped it would have been if I, if, if I had known leading into the season that Murray uh, was a black belt in Taekwondo and was going to throw down, I would have hoped that the fight would have gone down in an airplane over Russia. That's true. That is my number three as well. And I couldn't have said it any better than the way Andy put it, even the way he took the note. <laughs> Steve, what is your number three? My number three is kind of a dumb, silly moment, but it made Okay, me, Andy, what is your... No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made me really happy, and that is merely the return of none other than Baby Holly. <laughs> I don't know why seeing her still in the show gave me such a like, there she is, Baby Holly! And she, she got back. sober. She got sober. <laughs> she, she didn't have any drinks there. She's no. just... Max is like, we've been having a good time, right? Right, Baby Holly? And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah. She got a little 30-day yep. coin I'm in sober her pocket. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new listeners of the show that was an ongoing joke i had forgotten about that that yeah that baby <laughs> holly some, was actually drunk that's the some 2017 shit yeah <laughs> uh andy what's your number two uh my number two is uh hopper's uh backstory I'm finding out about uh his history in vietnam having uh been a disappointment to his father uh having worked in the chemical parts and learning that uh his child having uh cancer was not happenstance that there was a reason for it and them government is uh basically at fault for everything that's happening in all of stranger things and even in the personal lives of the characters within it um but more than anything else that's the first time we've had hop 
say more than one sentence at a time uh, and everything else it's been like him with broken russian and uh, little hints of uh trying to speak uh but this was just like oh you mean this season yeah uh, yeah. yeah that's what i meant uh his first time he's fucking put more than six words together and he True. actually got a moment to to be hot for a second and that was great but that's what i mean about these pieces like when 11 gets her powers fully back and hopper is freed and back with the crew or wherever he ends up like mm-hmm. that's gonna be so joyous yes you know what i mean like the moment in season two i think two is it two when they, she shows up at the cabin, yeah, they too, think yeah. it's she, an enemy and they almost shoot her, right? And it's like all the, oh yeah, it is too, because the demo dogs. She's just out there killing all the dogs and yeah, stuff. The flies and, through the window. She shows up looking like fucking Neo. Yeah, she's got that badass outfit. And, <laughs> and, oh God, that was such a, a moment, right? Yeah, and we're like, going to get that. We're going to get one of those, man. Yeah. Steve, what was your number two? Uh, my number two is the Murray Bellman fight. That was just a lot of fun to watch. It was, it was so very fun. Kooky. I love seeing Joyce being the smart one, like because the the gun gets knocked away and Joyce immediately goes for it, and uh, and then all the comedy that we talked about with Murray. It was just such a fun, fun little scene. Absolutely. And my number two uh, was the exchange between Max and Lucas. Um, like I said, I, I think when I, I, I in my hype cast that we did, right, our hype cast, I said. Nothing can happen to Max the way that people are predicting. I think it's terrible. It's cruel. It would be bad writing. And so it's really good to see her healing, thriving, you know, even if it's short lived, I'm sure there's more drama ahead, but um, I'm really happy to see those two not even romantically involved. Like, I don't I don't even think that's good, but it's good to see them healed and getting along and having these moments uh, and a little piano exchange was really well done. Andy, what is your favorite moment of episode five? The return of baby Holly. I'm just nice. Kidding. Oh man, I was just <laughs> say, hell yeah, my dude. Uh, it was the uh, death of Patrick intercut with the follow the lights in the uh, Creel house. Uh, we got that badass flippy shot where uh, the gang makes their way up to the attic where uh, Vecna jacks into the Matrix, and they're all standing there with the oh, flashlight through the floor. And then yeah, it turns sideways and then upside down, and That's then a we, dope and shot. we turn and to see Vecna in the same spot doing his thing. Really that good. That was badass. It was like in season two and the snowball when how it ended on that shot mm-hmm. and it went mm-hmm. through the ground and it was like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, peering over the school. Steve, what was your favorite moment of this episode? My favorite moment is when uh, Eleven got her powers back for just a hot second there. That that shot of her kind of slamming down and the guards flying behind her and the sparks are going off. Yeah. It's such a cool shot. And it was it, cathartic. It was a release. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. She's we haven't seen her. Eleven do anything Eleven-y since... Not even this season, like toward the end of season three, she quit doing things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cabin where she got bitten was the last time she did anything. I know when she pulled the slug out of her own foot, maybe mm-hmm. um, right after she threw the car at the Russians. That was the last time she's done any 11 stuff. Yeah. So anyway, just just nice. It's been yeah, a long. It's been, been a three bit. and a half years, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's been a long time. So anyway, that all that is to say, I agree with you. That was my favorite, like. Obviously, I audibly screamed. So um, there's that. What about uh, egos? Do you guys find any good egos? Andy found a really good one. I saw that. Yeah, that was uh, when Max and Lucas were talking uh, at the piano. They give a quick shot of Lucas hitting some notes on the piano. And the piano is branded Kruger. It's a Kruger piano. A a little uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Easter egg. In the episode where they had actually named Kruger for the first time, I think. Yeah, said his name out loud. I got a, a weird one. I want to see what you guys think. 
obviously there's tons of Nightmare on Elm Street influences uh, explicitly in this season. But for the first time, and maybe this was obvious, it occurred to me that there was a huge Pennywise yeah, I have this element. Sound. Yep. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're in the house is when it hit me. I was like, this is fucking Pennywise. Yeah, it's 100% mm-hmm. that it house. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah. The phone number that uh, Mike and the boys, Dirty Mike and the boys, uh, <laughs> managed to uh, get from the uh, nameless superhero agent, that phone number was 202-968-6161. And if you call that number in real life, you get the same thing that they got in the show, which is a series of beeps and uh, a bunch of clickety clacketing on a keyboard. Beep borp beep borps. I want to call it and let it play out and see if anything comes of it. There's you, definitely you did, my friend. I didn't let it go the entire. That's a good time. while. I let it go for well. That's about because Andy, seconds. you're supposed to drive to Salt Lake City, Utah yeah. now, find Susie and let her crack the code for you. But the point is that there is definitely an AR, an augmented reality game going on right now mm. with that. It, it, maybe it ties into the game that you were telling us about in the hype cast, mm. the light bright. Uh, and so, oh uh, yeah, the light bright. I, I'm uh, pretty pretty excited to find out a little bit more about this. I I don't have the time or the know how to uh, crack this code, but Andy is our Susie. There. Andy is not on the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed that Dustin's shirt says "bite off." I think, but it's got B Y T E like mm-hmm. like a, and it's written in binary. Is it? Yes, yeah, little ones and zeros. Oh, I didn't know that. That's not an ego. I just that was neat little nerd thing. Uh, I noticed that when he drops his backpack after he gives Steve the flashlight, he has a Ghostbusters badge on his bag. Yeah, it says, I've been slimed. Yep. Uh, uh, they mentioned Madonna earlier. And this isn't really a an Easter egg. It's just a little fun bit of trivia. Uh, so that style of house that the Creole house is, do you guys understand? Like, that's like a classically, like when you think of haunted house, you think of a house like that, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys under- know the history behind why that house is culturally what people think of when you think of a haunted house? Mm-hmm. I do not. Is it from a Christmas story? No, it's, it's, it's based in real life oh. reasons. Um, so this is actually, I learned this was a really cool Vox documentary that they came out with maybe like five years ago or so. They would make like these short, like five minute long docs. Like here, here's this random thing. You want to know about it? And so apparently, apparently these houses were incredibly popular with like rich people, you know, way back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And so there were a ton of these, you know, affluent families that would build these houses, but then the great depression happened. And a lot of these people, you know, were hit by the depression, they would move out of their house oh. and no one would be able to buy these houses. So they would just become, you know, derelict and overrun and shabby looking. And so when they, dis- when I think in the fifties, when they made the Munsters, do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. There was just one of those houses that looked creepy and spooky because everyone thought those houses looked creepy and spooky. So the Munsters had their house take place in one of those houses. And now everyone thinks of those type of houses when, uh, yeah. I mean the like the house. Mike Flanagan, the Amityvilles, they're always these like rundown old mansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, always wearing those dumbass pajamas when they run in and their kids are having <laughs> fucking nightmares and shit. I wanted to correct myself though. I said Christmas story. I meant Christmas Carol, like the Charles Dickens story, oh. not, not, not like the red. Rock yeah. We were like shit. the leg lamp movie. <laughs> yeah. You said I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> definitely not that. <laughs> You That's mean like from like Red Dawn? <laughs> you're just like you're just shouting out random ass movies to me. Terminator? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You? Is it from that? Uh, and then the my only other little one was I saw a little uh, Simon Says game sitting on the table at uh, 
Mike's house in the basement. It's always, I'm always confused, but anymore when, when there's a bunch of kids hanging out in one spot, I'm going to assume that they're just in Mike's basement. I know that looks nothing like what I know of Mike's basement. I almost made that comment last episode, but whatever season. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but this season is filmed much more darker. Like every space is much more dimly lit. Like they're, they're going for like a more natural lighting Mm. type, uh, uh, approach with their lighting like it just, even like every scene just feels like not so much they're like not lighting everything correctly it's almost like they take the exposure when they bring in to bring everything into color correction they just like crank the exposure down in post i don't know is that just me or have you guys picked up on that at all well they did call this their game of thrones season so i think that they're taking a cue from that uh battle of winterfell where it's just in, entirely shot at night and you can see a goddamn thing <laughs> it's called the, the long entire, night the long night okay yeah we did a whole episode on it andy i'm begging you to listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that brings us to our main event really in everyone else's mind the reading of the stranger things mad lib we created this installment of Stranger Things Mad Libs is entitled The Upside Down, mm. written by Andy and Chris. Sort of. Sort Don't of. put this evil on me. <laughs> Choice words have been written by Andy and Chris. <laughs> Do you dare to caress into the upside down? Are you s- are you slowly enough to experience Hawkins from the other side? I hope you said I hope you said Oh yeah. <laughs> the full sentence is I hope you said oh yeah not in 69 years because the upside down is a nightmare for even the bravest of octopi and unless you've got powers like 96 you'd probably end up like Barb down there <laughs> So what exactly is the Upside Down? Controlled by the Elbow Flayer and swarming with Demogorgons and vicious Demo Snakes. It would have been Cheeks Flayer. (laughs) (laughs) This alternate dimension is the last place you'd ever want to slither. The first portal was drunkenly opened by Eleven during an experiment (laughs) taking place in Hawkins' own national skyscraper. Since then, the number of mushrooms to the Upside Down has grown, from rotting Indian food fields to the abandoned candle, uh, the abandoned candle mill, where the Mind Flayer built his army of the blue-footed boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and though our hero, Jim Reader, sacrificed himself to close the last open gate, there's speculation that Kazakhstan has a gate of their own. Who chafes? What will happen next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those blue-footed boobies. The army of blue-footed boobies. Well, Can you tune in. building it for you? <laughs> you <laughs> let me, me, them in. Me, me, me. <laughs> it was weird sounding birds. <laughs> and now you have to let them stay. <laughs> That's all the time we have for Chapter 5. We're going to go watch Chapter 6. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. And I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. Happy streaming. Bill. Woo! For giving us money. We need more money. Thank you, Carmelita. Carmelita! 
Thank you, Carrie, for your donation. Donation. And Enza, too. Enza. Thank you, Cake. Thank you, Katie. And Jimmy. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Elo Pez. Or Elo. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle. And don't you forget about Thomas. And Shay. Stephen V. And Stephen A. V. Wells. Thank you so much. A. Wells.